Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This 710 podcast is brought to you by Francis Coppola's Diamond Collection Wines. Coppola's Diamond Collection offers the perfect wines to celebrate both big and small occasions this summer. Claret Cabernet Sauvignon is the perfect pairing with juicy burgers. And Diamond Sparkling Prosecco goes great with friends at your next garden party. Enjoy your summer with Diamond Collection Wines. Francis Ford Coppola Winery, Sonoma, California. Please drink responsibly. 12 o'clock, straight up in the Southland. On a live imaging Wednesday, a little special edition here. With Travis and Sliwa, the big CY, Clinton Yates, sitting in for Slee. It is the Waba Grill lunch hour right now. And if you follow me on social or ESPN Los Angeles, you'll see I've been taking down a lot of those Waba Grill <laughs> boom, boom tacos. Boom, boom, bam! With that Asian-inspired boom, boom sauce. Delicious. Honestly, they're delicious. The steak are incredible. The chicken is amazing. And by the way, and they, so they have shrimp too, and they, they come have with shrimp. tails, tail on, <laughs> yeah, yeah. tail and attached. After uh, our final day of camp, Tommy Lamb, the chairman of the Fun and Games Department, walked. Uh, to, we went to Waba Grill, the one in Anaheim next to my house, and he got a few of the tacos just out try. But then he got the bowl, and before oh. this whole taco bit, the boom boom, and they were a partner here at our, our radio show. I had never been to Waba Grill, so then I just tried the chicken without the boom boom sauce, and it was delicious. Just the teriyaki sauce. So Naked, if you Don't will. sleep on the bowl. I'm not a big bowl guy. Mm, they're pretty good there. But the Waba Grill Boom Boom Tacos. Go get some for lunch. Make yourself happy. Waba Grill. Eat right, uh, be healthy, or something right now. Something like that. <laughs> I got to get in front of Wait to nail it. That's a different place, but <laughs> the sentiment is good. <laughs> That's all good. <laughs> Meanwhile, have you signed up yet? You want to play golf with us on Friday, September 8th? At Black Gold Golf Club, the ESPNLA Golf Classic to support the V Foundation is back. And every year we get asked by our fans, how can we play? Because a lot of times this event is a lot of partners, a lot of sponsors like that. But unprecedented. Our biggest ESPNLA Golf class ever, Classic ever because we will have more fans than ever before playing with us. So go to ESPNLA.com. You need to sign up as a foursome. So get your group together. Go up there. It's going to go fast. ESPNLA. Is there something on my beard? No. Oh. You like, I, like, my I, face itched, so I scratched oh. it. ESPLA. Believe it or not, there are things that don't have anything to do with you. That's not true. <laughs> ESPLA.com. Click the ESPLA Golf Classic logo. Sign up today before they're all gone, and they'll be gone by the end of the day. So join us Friday, September 8th at Black Gold Golf Club. Meanwhile, more of Travis and Sliwa with the big CY right now. Did Did you think I was signaling to him with my I, w- face I, was, I was too busy putting the Golf Classic in my calendar. On my G-Cal, so I can make sure that I'm Do there. you share that calendar with Julian? So he no, can I see do not share this calendar with Julian. Good Lord. Oh, Julian, I just added something. Do you share your calendar with anybody? I do not. No? Do I've you? done that before, and I yeah. do. Yeah. yeah. I share my calendar with my family and my loved ones. We have uh, a family calendar. That it's if smart. If it's on there, it's, it's a thing. Well, That's... I don't have really, I mean, I have a family, but they don't need to know what's on my calendar. <laughs> no, but no, I don't no. have like an intimate family, a wife or children. And I just remember that scene in Succession, right, Em? How it starts. That's how that whole thing started because Tom saw Shiv put something on the calendar. Oh, the shared calendar. Yeah. And that's what that phone call when he tipped the hand a little bit of what was going on. Um, God, I missed that show. We need another show. We need another show that kind of grabs everybody collectively. You didn't like Hard Knocks last night? I, I, I haven't seen last night's Hard Knocks. Yeah, I, I haven't see it. seen it yet. But Hard Knocks, I'll be honest. I'm kind of out on Hard Knocks. I feel like I've seen it before. It's just the I same love thing every time. I love Lee Shriver. He's amazing. Most of the episode was him coming to see her. I hate to give it to you. Most of the episode is him in person. And mm-hmm. it's like, oh, that's where we're at now? Like, that would be- It's like, a little jump the shark. I, that's what I was As saying As somebody who voices yeah. a lot of things, yeah. obviously I'm not leaving. It would be like- it would be like a live It'd imaging be like Tuesday. You showing up in the studio and taking over the program. Yeah, I was gonna say because uh, that's pretty much go, what goes on. Go on. Yeah. I would just hope that Hard Knocks is a little past that. They're a little above that. I've, I've. Hey, maybe they're listening HBO and they're like, you perhaps. know, what's a great bit. Let's get the voice guy for half the show. <laughs> but I think that a show that would have done it that what um. 
What Succession did, if they didn't drop it all at one time, is the bear. The bear that went on for eight episodes. Okay, I, I know that you didn't care for it necessarily, but a I lot of people like it. I haven't a lot. seen it, and yeah. I know that it, it captured a lot of people's attention, but it seemed like almost everybody was either in on Succession or really aware of it. I don't get the same sense with a show like The Bear. It it's would popular, be the but thing, though, it like would that. be if it was a weekly drop as opposed to a one bingeable drop, because I think. The thing with Succession and the thing with things like The Last of Us and things that HBO does is that it builds over a period of time because people can talk about it week to week. It's like, oh, you should catch up, catch the last two episodes. But like and Winning watch Time, it for instance, which I really like, but that didn't grab everybody the way that That's Succession did. That's because it's did. so Laker focused and so sports heavy that people who don't care about LA or the Lakers or sports don't watch it, which is a lot of our audience love it, which we is, need which is fine. We need did you watch one. the new episode? Winning Time? Yeah. I did. I enjoyed it. I thought the scene with magic and the woman per se was a little bit more than I needed it to be at that. Like, I don't mind it, but it's like it was a lot. It was that was the focus of the ex. Uh, the way the camera episode. angles were, it's like what that are we wasn't shooting? for you. Is it in my wheelhouse? Of course, it's in every man's <laughs> wheelhouse. But it was like, do we really need that extra angle there? Yeah, <laughs> they so added an a- angle that was like you're just moving the camera down for a specific reason, and you're moving it back up, and I'm like. It okay. was the cinematography that didn't work for you, is yeah. what you're getting at. The storyboard was a little odd. <laughs> yeah. Storyboard was a little odd for that scene. The choices that the director sure. and cinematographer for made. Sure. The, I, I liked it. I'm in. I'm going to watch the season. I loved season one. But what I didn't love about season one was the constant use of the various gimmicks that they have. Right. I'm okay with them a little here and a little there. Right. It just felt like I was inundated with them. Um, speaking of calendars and speaking of football, the USC Trojans are apparently playing a football game Two in weeks. a fortnight. That strikes me as very quick. And also, Caleb Williams is becoming an interesting person in the college football world for a couple of different reasons. You've said this before. He's doing a thing that is, in fact, very interesting, which is he's going for a second Heisman. It only happened once before. It's only happened once before. Archer Griffin, a man I've met, by the way, who's a very smart yeah, me too. and very nice cool guy. guy. like him. But there's another element to this that I find fascinating beyond the Heisman thing, which is that... In today's NFL, combined with today's college, guys have more leverage than ever. Dudes who are good, dudes who are played in obvious places where they have a lot of tape on them and you don't have to worry about what you know of the player are, and dudes who have a lot of money because that's just what their marketing scheme is. I feel like Caleb Williams can pick the team he wants to play for when he decides to go to the NFL. He can say, guess what? If you are some craptastic franchise that doesn't have it together, and not because he has to threaten to go back, but because somebody else just might want him more. And if he says, "What? screw the draft, what do I care? I got 20 million bucks in the bank, or whatever it is, after he's done with USC, let's say after he has two Heismans, Mm -hmm. I feel like there could be something where he just says, no, that's the team I want to play for. Look, it's going to change. This stuff is, and and we're, it feels like we're kind of at the end of this because here's what's going on. Players are getting paid openly. They've yes. always been getting paid. Sure. It's just that we're getting them paid openly. The universities, for the most part, have pretended that academics are even a small part of this equation. They're not. Right. They, quite frankly, never have been. And I'm not talking about, well, I played golf at UCI. No, no, no. I know what I'm, you mean. I, yeah. I know you went to class. Dude. Right. I get that. But so did I. I had to go to class too. at UCI. Right. I, I, I get it. But if you play football at Alabama, you probably don't have to go to class. No. You and you're certainly to. not going to class with other Gen Pop students. Right. Even you if you live are. an exclusive life. The conference, really, it's minor league professional sports in every possible yep. way. The, the the stars, the Caleb Williams Award, are being compensated accordingly, as they should. But because we've had all of these, there's a playoff that we didn't have forever and ever. This is true. Because all of this, it feels like, okay, we're done. This is the beginning of all of this. It's going to get even more pronounced in the disparity between what we knew as college football and what this is going to become, and that'll impact the NFL. It's inevitable, whether it happens in five years, 10 years, 12 years, whatever. But it's coming, and it's coming fast. Here, here's the part he could say, and I'm just going to use the team that's most likely to pick first this upcoming draft. It's probably going to be Houston or Arizona. Those are the two teams sure. that are more likely than maybe not Tampa. to have that. Maybe Tampa. And if you just have said, I don't want to go to one of those teams, okay, you can try to dig your heels in and say no. And the more likely scenario is Arizona, and you go to, like, I'm not playing for you. I don't, there's nothing about, I don't like the ownership. I don't like Sid. Right. Blah, 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 blah. Then Arizona needs to make a trade. So he'll end up where he wants to go. That's one way to do it. What I don't think is super likely is just, I'm not going to play for you. I Go ahead and pick me if you want. I'm not showing up. That has not happened very often in the It's NFL. happened before, though. 
John and, Elway and Eli Manning. And those are guys kind were of the only. I mean, two. And Elway, okay, but like those guys didn't that have was no. Bo two. Jackson, who had a, a baseball, right? Option. But those guys don't have no two Heisman's. Presuming he wins one, those guys also didn't have. They had their daddies on their back to say, "Hey, my kid's doing this, or my kid's not doing this." You got a bank account full of cash. You know, that's a different yeah, but he wants to play too. Clint, I get that. Right? I get that. I'm not saying he doesn't play. play at all, but I'm saying he could come you, could it come back to USC for another year? That that would be weirder than not. But I'm what I'm saying is that it just creates a different leverage point for a lot of these kids in terms of what they truly want to do and whom they want to do it with, to the point that I think a lot of NFL teams are gonna be in a different form of courtship for a lot of these kids than they were in the previous I 10 or 15 years. I think it'll be for a very small handful of guys what you're talking about. Yeah. It might change it a little bit. Because look, I don't know what Caleb Williams is putting in his bank right now. I know it's real money. If he wants yeah. to play for the Raiders and he I, says, I want to play for the Raiders and I'm going to play for the Raiders, what's the stop? I mean, we'll you know see. what I mean? Like it, 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 that, that would be a really tricky thing for the league. It, it wouldn't, it doesn't happen a ton. No, but that's why I think this is so fascinating what's happening in college football because there are ripple effects that affect things that are well beyond just, let's just say, Baylor playing Wisconsin. You know what I'm saying? There's an element to the free minor league that the NFL had with college football. If you upset that system a little bit, it's going to change the feeder concept to yeah, the NFL. It, but for, for sure. A small group of guys. Yeah, but he's one yeah. of those guys. Yeah. And that's where it becomes an interesting conversation to me. That kind of throws off the comp- the idea of a draft right it, especially if it like in the nfl if it's just a reverse record order yeah that and, and part of the reason that the nfl is king kong in this league is you can go from bad to good really quick right and 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 the opposite is true it's very hard to stay if all of a sudden basically you're just saying free agency right out of college you're going to get a lot of Dallas Cowboys and Las Vegas Raiders and Pittsburgh Steelers and right. things like that. And I think that's where NFL fans got to look. You talk about looking towards the future. Like, I, I don't think that the NFL people love the way that a lot of things are happening in college football because it changes the leverage of what was previously free labor. Well, I, I'm going to get this. Nobody willingly gives up power. Right. You, you only get it because you take it. Yeah. And, and, and somebody's going to have to try that. And it's got to have to be somebody with money, whether it's their own or family money, yeah. whatever. And somebody that's really willing to risk getting the Not wrong playing. end of a deal. Yeah. Right? Yeah. The, the, or going and playing the XFL or something else. No, that would whatever. be – I mean, I guess you could. Yeah, but. That's, I mean, didn't that happen with them, the guys back in um, – USFL the US, era? USFL, yeah. It did, but that but, was – But they were getting paid, Em. Yeah. They were, yeah. They yeah. were getting paid. The XFL's not going to pay somebody. Right. Yeah. And Herschel also – Walker got paid. Jim Kelly got paid. And they're Steve already Young getting paid, paid now. That's the thing. And that's yeah. why I do think it, – it, yes, you're right. It is a very small elite crust. But let's just say, again, for the average sports fan who only happens to like college football, those are the only – guys you've ever heard of anyway true you know what i'm saying and so when it comes to the perception of what's going on regarding getting into the nfl that's a lot of buying power for those young men who would it, otherwise be stars there is and that the talent would be in demand for sure but here's the other thing that the nfl is really good at when they decide they don't like something you're out of there those guys say we ain't doing that right yeah, and true. and if you say i don't want to play for the raiders and they go oh no you're not gonna do that well and then, and then all of a sudden, you don't get to do that. They'll make an example. They're, yeah, they true. will dig their heels in and say, "We're not doing that." I feel like it could work with the Raiders, though. They're crazy. They're just crazy enough to buy into. Look, some it only takes like one that. person yeah. to, to say, "I'm okay with that." Right. But, but if it's hey, listen, if you could get through Mark Davis and his He-Man haircut and get to the point where you <laughs> say, "Listen, dun, dun, this dun, is," dun, dun, I know dun, he dun. wants to come play for you. This is bad for you yeah. because the next guy, because you guys always stink because you don't know what you're doing. That the guy that you can get next, he was. He's not going to want to go to you. He's going to want to go to L.A. He's going to go to Dallas. Right. He's going to no, want to go to New point. York. That This is bad news for you. I know this one is good news for you. The idea is bad for all of us. We're not doing that. Don't put it past those dudes. You think he wins two Heismans? I think there's a really good chance. The, the Two things have to happen. They need to be one of, if not the best team in the country. He needs to put up transcendent numbers that are better than a year ago, which will be virtually impossible to do. Yeah, he had a great year. He had an year. amazing year. And here's the other thing. There needs to be nobody else that stands out. There, there needs to be a field where there isn't another viable candidate. Let me ask it differently, and I would love your thoughts on this too, Emily. You're taking Caleb or you're taking the field for the Heisman this year? Oh, I'd take the field. You take the field? Yes. Yeah. 
Okay. Because of the idea of fatigue. The reason that the same person is win the MVP every year after year is because, oh, Caleb won it last year. Someone, the, the quarterback at Alabama, about, the quarterback the at Georgia. the guys that we've had before. Like, it got, like okay, if Tim but, Tebow wasn't going to get two of those things, they're the voters that do the – because they love that bar. guy. And sure. he was great. And he was and he had another great year. Okay. They, they're reluctant Trevor Lawrence never won it. Yeah. Okay. But I, I'm just – you know, I'm just saying I've been around a lot of Heisman folks. I've done a lot of this in the last couple of years. And I do think there is something to the law. That if pe- folks get attached to, hey, this guy could get two, and people start to like to that make a idea. History. Yeah, I love you know the idea saying? of it. Like, I like the novelty of it. I like the fact that it's been you know fifty plus years since since like something Tebow like that happened. Tebow played at a relatively hateable program under a pretty hateable guy. Yeah, but he Pe- he was immune to that. People like. USC and people like Caleb. Like it's a different like sort of fact, though. Too. No, they, they, and, and Tebow, you're right. Look, the. Urban Meyer, Florida Gators, were the most loathsome group of guys By in quite many some time, miles. Yeah. Right? But Tebow was immune to that stuff. Right. They, but that didn't stick to him. I know, but I'm, what I'm saying is that the programs, like, programs build Heismans as much as anything, and I think that SC is the kind of school that would throw a lot of weight behind this and try to make that happen. And Travis, today in the meeting earlier, you said something I don't really normally say out of you, and it's that Chip Kelly has a good idea. <laughs> he did. Yeah, he and did. we can talk about it next. Well, a UCLA football person had a good idea. Let's do, let's let's even take it off of Chip Kelly's plate <laughs> and put it on the Bruin plate collectively. And I'm going to give him a little love. That's right. next. It's Travis Lee. Yates is in for Slee on 710 ESPN. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And... Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. 1220 in the Southland during the Wava Grill lunch hour. Wabagrill.com, order online, take out, go eat there. I've been to many Waba Grills now in the Southland, and they're all very enjoyable. Get the taco trio, the boom, boom tacos, boom, boom, bam! That boom, boom sauce, thanks to Waba Grill making our lunch hour possible. And of course, you'll have a Waba Grill workplace of the week at the end of the week when you give that away on Friday. Meanwhile, the big CY Clinton Yates is what here, up? about 35 minutes away from Super Crosstalk. No mace today. I think Beto's here with Ireland. Okay. Mace a little under the weather today, so I think maybe he had too much T-Swift. I was going to say, say. T-Swizzle OD. Swift yeah. 710. I could, I, could, I could see that, though. You know, like I mean, that's a, that's an extensive outing for sure. Beto Duran, the Cisco kid who has been passionately against my Swift 710 bit. <laughs> so Which we'll makes it more likely to continue. We'll see. This is who knows. Goes. After tonight, you never know. She could change the world. Well, is it tonight the last night? Well, that's what I'm Tonight's saying. Tonight's the final. Emily, night. Emily is telling us that she could well, change the world. I don't even, I don't even need to is. see it because Emily's already cracked it. She Da Vinci coded the, the whole thing. She's just gonna drop 1989 Taylor's version. 89 likely. blue wristbands. Eight, what else nine, was it? It is August nine. It's on eight nine. She yeah. wore an, uh, an outfit that's similar to an outfit she wore in the 1989 tour. And so, yeah, it's it all lines up. She always makes an announcement on her final date. There's one song left from the 19. Album for the surprise song. It could be played tonight. It's called New Romantics. So don't be surprised, guys. Don't be surprised. I won't be. But maybe. But Mace I also is could be a clown. Gearing up to go back again. <laughs> Perhaps. Maybe he had such a good time on Monday that he's he's going <laughs> to run up down. <laughs> yeah. I like that. I like just not showing up. That's yeah. that's bold. I want to I want to add that to my repertoire. I'm out of there. Yeah. Just. Eh. 
<laughs> Take a day. By the way, is she going to sing the Change the World song like Michael did with Captain EO? Remember that? EO! Remember that? <laughs> Change the World? Captain was EO. that only at Disneyland where they played that? I think it was at Walt Disney World, too. Was it there, too? But okay. it wasn't like ever released, right? As, like, I don't know. I don't know radio the or anything? I remember yeah. it in promos. And stuff. I just yeah. remember seeing it in Disneyland in that little theater under Space also, Mountain. Guys, right. This is not just me. This is New York Times has a, has a slug, and it says Swifties are... Speculating that Taylor Swift will announce 1989 tonight during her final show of the U.S. Leg of the Eras tour, New York Times is posting about it. So I don't the know. New York Times crazy. is on it. Is there anything where you could pick up breadcrumbs like that on your own? Like when she lays it out, I'm like, okay. Yeah, but pro- to- mean mm, maybe not not in the entertainment world. Well, actually, that's not true. For Star Wars stuff, yes, I actually do this with some level of regularity. Easter eggs. Yes, Easter eggs that lead to other things. Like this is actually where I spend a lot of my time on Star Wars, <laughs> for sure. I, I always forget. So you might love Star Wars as much universe. as I love Taylor Swift. I probably do love yeah. Star Wars as much as you love Taylor All Swift. All of the new stuff too. Oh yeah, that's like what I traffic in. Like I'm going to Lucasfilm <laughs> campus to see the Ahsoka premiere the, in San Francisco. The, uh, what's it called? Skywalker in the, Ranch. In the no, not Skywalker called? Ranch. There's a Lucasfilm campus in uh, San Francisco. Okay. Where and I got invited to the Ahsoka premiere because. Because yeah, you have a great spot. And, um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Calm down, and Tyler. So, you know, and so I'm going. I'm really excited about it, in fact. Right. I had a choice. I could either go to that place or to Galaxy's Edge. See if you can it. get me a copy of Captain EO. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> I'd like to have that. I wish. But yes, Star Wars is very high on the list of things that I love. So you've been to both rides at Disneyland? Or I know that I have not, no. So the first time Wins and I went, Winsy, producer Winsy from the afternoon show. We went on the other one with the, where you, what's the other one? Rise of the Resistance. We went on that one. That one was great. That's cool. Then on Saturday night with intern Graham, we went on the one where you drive the Millennium Falcon. I haven't had the pleasure of that one. So that, because I have anxiety, that one was- that one's in Tomorrowland? No, that's in the Star Wars land. Okay. That one was a little intense, like the video- You're thinking of Star Tours, M. Star Tours, yeah. Yeah. That's okay. I liked Star Tours back in the day when it they weren't it wasn't Star Wars. Right. But they still had the characters, but it was called Star Tours yep. to get around it. Nice. Now it's it's and back then it was like it's now it's all video, it's CGI based. Okay. So it's a little intense when you have anxiety because it makes you it's a little too real. Yeah. Weren't but, you a tail gunner? I was a gunner. <laughs> Lindsay and producer or uh, intern Graham were the pilots in the cockpit, and they crashed. I think the whole bit is you crash no matter what. Do you crash every time? I think Probably. so. I, that, yeah. that seemed like that'd be more fun. Have you done it? No, I have not, but yeah. I mean, I and feel we like were I would crash with... it even if I didn't have to. What we are were... you trying to gun? Just to see what would happen. I don't know, because you just keep hitting the, bunny, <laughs> the button. But we were paired with a family, um, uh, a mom and dad and the child, and the child was the other gunner with me, and he was going. I was like closing my eyes half the time. I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> he was really into it. And then we went to the cantina. The cantina was an amazing event for me. Because we, you know, I love the cantina mix of the Star Wars theme. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> I don't like you either. So that was fun. Yeah. Then Juan Solo comes in. Juan Solo <laughs> in the building, yo. Juan shot first. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's funny. That is funny. I actually, in fact, missed the meeting about a Star Wars thing today because we were on air doing this. What was the oh, meeting? Regard- I can't that? really talk about it, but you know, ah, other, stuff. Yeah. other things related to the galaxy, if you will. I'm good. There's a there's a point where I like, I, I, and I like Star Wars. Yeah, I, I'm a fan of the the universe, but the deep dive stuff. I That's kinda, not for you. I, I kind of no, no, he loves he loves Star Wars. That he has uh, Christmas ornaments. From Star Wars. I do. I that would qualify as a surface level. Enjoyment I have a Chewy and what's the guy with the rocket on his uh. They did a show. Boba Fett? Yeah, him. Yeah. 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 I like the Chewy. He's, he's, he's pretty That and Beverly Hills are the two ones. Well, I would kill it's for a Brandon Walsh. It's the equivalent of liking bad <laughs> blood from Taylor Swift, and that's the only thing yeah. they like. It's, you know, it's a surface level. Yeah. 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 I don't, I'm not one of these people that proselytizes about it either. Like, I don't that's need that's, everybody to love it as exactly much as I do. exactly the right lane You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, I, 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 I know it, why I like it. But if you don't, that's cool. I can move on with my life and talk with my other friends who like it as much as I do. That's fine. All right. So I did give Chip Kelly a little bit of credit this morning. Um, Chip Kelly, big food guy, by the way, Chris. I don't know if you know that, but when Chip Kelly got to UCLA, one of the f- first things he did was he upped the food budget by literally $5 million. $5 million? Yeah, he was like... Should have been a football player. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he was like, no, we're eating way better than this junk. And that's so like it was about point. getting higher quality food for the players. And a lot more. And more of it and higher quality? Yeah. That, look, that's the way to do it. It's an important part I, of the I, football I, When experience. I learned that about Chip Kelly, I respected him a lot more. So obviously, everybody's going to a new conference, it seems. Yeah. SC and UCLA are going to the Big Ten. Um, and what he said was to the LA Times, 
Notre Dame is an independent in football, but they're in a conference for everything else. Why aren't we all independent for football? Take the 64 teams in Power 5, make them one division. Take Amen. the 64 teams in Group of 5, make them another division. We play for a championship, they play for a championship, and no one else gets affected. Our sport's different than everyone else. We only play once a week. Travel's not a big deal for football, but it is a big deal for other sports. That's my theory. Amen. I've been screaming about this to the high heavens ever since USC and UCLA started talking about leaving. And I wasn't blaming anybody, but every single time I brought it up, people were like, oh, nobody cares about that. I'm like, bro. Whether anybody cares about it or not does not mean it will not grandly affect the entirety of university morale around athletic departments. That is my big thing, because you know this. You play at a school where one sport's bigger than the other. There's always that kind of relationship that the revenue sports have with the others. And all sorts of athletes feel not exactly slighted, but when you know you're lower on the totem pole, it doesn't necessarily feel good as long as you're getting respect within your own regards. The fact that some of these girls playing volleyball, some of these dudes playing baseball, some of these kids playing soccer, they're going to suddenly have to go all over the nation to do something that they're not even really getting respected for as is at their own school, that to me is flatly disrespectful. And I think it will genuinely affect a lot of the campus life for student-athletes in a lot of these places more than I think is even calculable at this point because it is yet to happen. I think it will impact the athletes themselves and the immediate families of said yeah, athletes. but that's right? a lot I, of I people. It is. It's a Look, it just makes way too much. What, what he's suggesting, it just makes too much sense. Yeah, because it makes a ton of sense. Basically, what he's suggesting we already have. We're 80% of the way there. Yeah. You, you have – we're down to basically four leagues – and really, if we're being honest, we're down to two, two yeah. right? We're, we're down to two, two and a half. So you if gotta, we're going to count the Big Twelve as a half, give league. the Big Twelve yeah. a, a half portion, right? Right. So we're down to two leagues. You're not going to play the new Big Twelve, or excuse me, the new Pack. I can't even say it right. Big Ten. The new Big Ten, which has 18 teams. <laughs> the new Big Ten. You're not going to play everybody. You probably will go multiple years without seeing another team. So what's the difference if instead of skipping Maryland and Rutgers, if you're an NSC, and instead throwing in an Alabama, a Georgia, a Florida? Right. If you really want that product, if make we're that product. Have professional, and by the way, it's professional sports in every single capacity with the exception of the logo. Yeah. It's just that it happens to be affiliated with the university, but they're not a part of the university in any meaningful way. No. Let's just put together an NFL-type schedule where you go around. You, okay, this year we're playing the upper Midwest. Sure. Next year we're playing the deep south. This sure. year we're staying home and we're playing the West Coast teams. That's what we have already and keep everything else the same. It makes way too much it's sense. It's so frustrating, too, because I say this a lot. As a hardcore sports fan who is a casual football fan, to see this, it's just like, bro, what? You know, it, it's off-putting. It's off-putting in a way that I'm not going to say it doesn't make me want to watch as much, but whatever little connectivity I had to the goofball stuff that they used to do traditionally in conferences and so on and so forth that I knew was low stakes by design – And that's why I liked it. Pac-12 After Dark comes to mind. Hey, let's watch these goofy kids run around and watch dudes throw nine picks in the middle of the night. Sure, that was what I was tuning in for. This is sort of halfway between what it should be and what it used to be in a way that is not very desirable. I think there are more people that are the inverse of what you said. I think there are more people that are exclusively college football fans and that could give a – Darn. That was close. They that was could, a close could, one. Could, could that give, was close. Ladies and gentlemen, could, that was a close could, one. Could give a darn about soccer and baseball right. and, and, and swimming. And so they're like, I don't care if the UCLA swim team needs to get on a plane and go to Indiana to, to compete in me. All I know is that I get SC in Michigan every year. Right, but what I'm asking you is this. I do think that there is a genuine assumption that could be faulty, which is that those very people that you're talking about are going to love the rest of the stuff. And I don't mean other sports. I mean the rest of the lower-level football yeah, enough you, to justify all of this in over 20 years. Yeah, You see what I'm saying? Like I don't know that that's – That will take care of itself. And here, I want to try this a different way. The Big 12 didn't exist until the Southwest Conference kind of took it on the nose, right? Sure. People started – these things change. We're familiar with the Pac-12, but I grew up with the Pac-10. We add te- – teams come in, teams come out. So if this version – and we'll use the Big 10 as the example. If this version of the Big 10 lasts 10 or 12 years, 
There's going to be people that always thought that UCLA is in the Big Ten. Right. And, and, and they'll get used to that bad game between UCLA and Purdue. Eh, it's, there's no, that's not a worse game than UCLA against Arizona. I get it. But here's, We're just here's not familiar with it's, it. It's, here's, here's the example that I thought about. I actually thought about this a fair amount. And, and follow me here. It's kind of complicated. But, like, and this isn't – how do I explain this? When networks let, – let, I, I yeah, want to hear this. I, I, yeah. Okay. Yeah, because – there are so many different ways to yeah, turn this I'll, cube. I'll, I'll explain it. I, I, I want to hear the explanation. It's coming up next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. 35 minutes after 12 o'clock on a live imaging Wednesday on Travis and Slee with the big CY. Clinton Yates. What up? Sitting in for Slee. We are in the middle of the Waba Grill lunch hour. Go get those Waba Grill Boom Boom tacos today. So you can have a little lunch. Maybe have them for dinner too. They're that good with that spicy Boom Boom sauce. Boom Boom Bam! Johnny Eyes in the building. He's going to be coming up in about 20 minutes. Super crosstalk, I believe. Beto Duran is sitting in for Mace today. The Cisco Kid on Swift 710. Final day in the Southland. John says this, Ireland, Johnny I, that this is the biggest event of the summer in the Southland. Oh, yeah. I would say so. I oh, mean, from yeah. what I've seen. Like I said, I saw the amount Alonso of people. will be here in September. The amount of the summer. Yeah, I think so. The, the amount of people I saw simply at the airport coming to town for this when I got here back, back from Alabama a couple days ago was off the charts. Emily, don't hate me for what I'm about to say, but I have this is not I have no interest in Taylor Swift. Like I, but I don't okay. dislike her. I just I'm not her audience. I don't listen to her music. I, it's been you have your one favorite song. <laughs> I do have my new favorite song for sure, but you can't escape it. No, no, you, you can't escape it everywhere you go. If you turn on the news, your computer, you everywhere it's about her tour the economic impact the tour has had in the cities that they go yeah she is an absolute hey, juggernaut look at, look at the name wow <laughs> what just happened i can't see <laughs> what is hey, going on Jorge just threw me a sandwich that's <laughs> that is called the jim rome oh, oh wow <laughs> that's on. funny now i want to eat it i want no, to see I if it's any good yeah uh, go no, on take, though i want to take, take a picture of me with it yeah I don't know where my phone is but taylor yeah. is ubiquitous Thanks to our friends at Ike's Love and Sandwiches, the great owner there, Ike. That's bringing great. over sandwiches. Where is that from? Uh, that's yeah, from Ike's. That's from, from Ike's. Ike's. Okay, okay. So, do they have the mace sandwich yet? <laughs> I don't think they got the Rome. <laughs> Phenomenal, epic turkey avocado, pesto epic sando. After you eat it, it'll rack you. <laughs> Phenomenal, <laughs> tremendous, exceptional. What was that? Caliendo did that bit that any four syllable word said like that sounds like Rome. <laughs> Terrific. Should oh. I? Let's see. Let's what is it? Well, take a bite of it. Let's see. What's on the inside? Let's let's describe it. Let's see. All right. So we got what appears to be I want a, sandwich. a very nice crunchy on roll on the outside. No, nope. It's not on a biscuit. A little bit of a kind of a oh, French that looks roll good. here. That looks like a like good a sandwich. Dutch crunch almost. Yeah. Did you just say Dutch crunch? Never heard yeah. of that? Yeah, Dutch yeah, crunch roll. You're a weird guy. <laughs> Why? Because I know things? Go ahead. Bite it. Got some shredded <laughs> lettuce, sliced tomato, turkey, some pesto. Go ahead. Bite it. Looks like a good experience. Solid mouthfeel. <laughs> Bam! <laughs> uh, avocado? 
I'm going to go get a sandwich, guys. It's quite good. Give me I'm one, too, while you're at it. Do you want the Rome? I'll take the Rome. Is it burning? Is it epic? It's not spicy. <laughs> <laughs> it's not spicy. No, it's good. All right. Well, it needs, I, it needs a different name. Okay, so I will, I will take this time to set up what I was trying to explain about college football before. Do so, I have time to take another bite? Yeah, yeah, you got plenty of time to take another bite. So when networks and television decided to go with streaming as their main platform to release things, it changed what the generalized experience of watching television was, Emily, where like before there was the concept of things are on at a certain time. Things are on on a certain channel, and the experience that you get watching them is a certain thing. What you thought about that thing is what it is. Now, and it was a collective experience. It was a collective, it's simultaneous. It was You're a collective experience for what it was. Now, because of the drowning out of what is the if, if, that collective experience, theoretically, as viewers, it's great. We have more options. We can watch whatever we want at any given time. But there is no doubt a marked difference in what the television watching experience is in 2023 versus what it was 20 years ago. And whether or not we believe those are the better or worse than one another, you see the ailments that are coming with the television industry and what the product has become in terms of what shows are, how they build them, how people like them, and how they thus succeed or fail. And that's where I think there is an element of that with college football that is hard to foresee, which is that once all of these things all kind of get out there into the ether and none of that other stuff really mattered, do we actually like it as much? And not just the hardcore guys, the hardcore fans, Travis. I mean the people that sort of ancillarily are involved, be they somebody that went to that school or somebody that likes that school because they live in the area or somebody that has a friend or a family member that played there. There is a different actual product that is happening from a consumer standpoint that we are yet to determine if that will necessarily be something people like 10 or 15 years down the line. Whether or not I think it's better or worse or not. That's that's kind of how I look at this in terms of what college football was versus what it's become. I'm trying to stay in the universe that you just painted. Okay. Is is this not college football, college sports yeah. in general? trying to get to streaming as yeah. opposed to dying like broadcast television? Yes, but what I'm saying is that also look at what's going on outside of any movie studio or whatever you right. see. They have gutted the product. They're trying to move, and though, the, before it's too late. The, but the people that want, the people that create it don't even necessarily like doing it anymore. And that thus affects the product that is television in general. And if that's where it goes to, I don't necessarily know that that's a good thing for something like college football. Yeah, I don't, and, that, and, and I don't know that it's one for one, but you see what I'm saying? I, I get you. In in terms of where we're moving versus what it was. And I'm not some, oh my God, I can't believe they're changing things. No, I just I don't happen to think that this is a I, very good idea. I know you're not. You're yeah. not the get off my lawn no, guy. Not I, know, I, I know you're not. And, and I don't think I am either. Right. I, I don't think that I am there. Well, this is the way. And I, I'm open to ideas. I'm open to changes. I'm, you know me as my baseball guy. Yeah. I, I love the things that they've changed to baseball. I, I'm open to new ideas. I, I do think that the pushback on a lot of this stuff is because, well, this isn't the Pac-12 that I knew. Right. Well, no. okay. But, and, and look, I'm saying this as a Pac-12 fan. Who cares? Right. Right? It's it's going to be different. Purdue and Arizona, one's in Indiana, the other one's not. There's no difference. Oh, my There's man. There's no big difference. Let's go. What the Paul Rubin or the Barry B. Barry Bonds? Barry Bonds. Turkey, bacon, and Swiss. The Paul Rubin is pastrami, pastrami, purple soft fried dressing. We're going with Barry Lamar Bonds. Any more Cokes over no there? No doubt about it. Yeah. Let's go. That's, uh, Shouts to Ike. I, say, they, I like the name. What, what's on the Paul Rubens? The Paul Rubens is- Is it um, a Rubin? It the late, be. The late great. Let, let us let yes. us pay our respect. Sure. Um, pastrami, purple slaw, French dressing, and Swiss. That's yeah, a little a, too much wetness it's on a the Reuben, sandwich though, for me. As it yeah, should it's, be. It's a Reuben. Yeah. Um, Has anyone ever gotten a Reuben and been disappointed? I'll answer that myself. No. <laughs> it's, it's, it's the self-prompt. <laughs> yeah. Self-gloss. <laughs> yeah. Rack it's, it's never <laughs> been. Here's, here's something that's never been said. You know, that French dip really sucked. Yeah. That's, that's never, ever been said because it comes with a little cup of meat drippings that oh, you get yeah. to dip it into. The Barry Bonds. Strong. It has bacon in it. What's wrong with that? It was that too. Nothing. Hmm. Nothing. All right, we got the dump coming up next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. If you get hurt in an accident, call Sweet James. Let me say it again because it is that simple. If you get hurt in an accident, call Sweet James. 1-800-9-MILLION. That's 1-800-9-MILLION. 
zero zero. It's the call I've made after my family members have been involved in accidents. It's the call I've recommended my friends have made after they've had accidents in their family and they couldn't have been happier. I couldn't have been happier. The peace of mind that comes along with knowing that you're getting the experience with a firm like Sweet James, that you have somebody that's been awarded best attorneys in America. That's what Sweet James has been awarded, personal injury. It's not just what they do. It's all that they do, all day, every day. Their own time, energy, money, resources, expertise poured into your case to maximize compensation. So if you're hurt in a car, truck, motorcycle, dog bite accident, Call the accident attorneys at Sweet James. 1-800-9-MILLION. 1-800-900-0000 and SweetJames.com. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Emily, correct, correct me if I'm wrong here. Could to, oh, you know what? I, I, I'm, I'm going to correct myself before I even ask it. I was going to say, is today the first time we've done a show in, I don't know how long, where we never mentioned the Dodgers, but we did. We talked we about did. Freddie we Freeman. The Dodgers. Yes, we, 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 we talked about them. I had forgotten about that. I was going to ask, and Jorge, don't listen to this because you might not like this. Um, Julio Arias pitched really well again yesterday. He's got, what is it? I want to say 14, 15 scoreless consecutive innings, something like that. Okay. Finding uh, it. Well, that's my question to you, and that's kind of—it's the A's and the Diamondbacks. Diamondbacks are seven and thirty in the second half of the season. They—they they are dreadful. How about how about this for an answer? If you want to know, you can tune in to Blue Review later today Hey-o. on ESPN Los Angeles. Yeah, but for those page. of us that can't or won't, <laughs> why don't you answer the question? No. <laughs> yeah. the, answer, the answer is no. Come on, man. The answer is no. I do not think he has found it. No, I don't either. I, I even watching. Like, him are last they just night, setting himself up to good opportunities that he could succeed in? That's like, the way like, you're supposed to do yeah. it. But no, I'm not. My confidence in Julio Urias has there's not. not the better. A's aren't making the playoffs. The way Arizona's going, they're not making the playoffs. That there's you're going to face Atlanta. You're going to look at maybe the Cubs, the Brewers, one of these teams yep. that you're going to have to beat a much better team than the ones that he's beaten. And I want him to get right. I want him to look like himself, but he really hasn't all season long. He's not. I'll tell you what's bothering me a lot right now. We're watching a Little League game. One team is wearing black uniforms. The other team is wearing gunmetal uniforms. And the umpires are wearing black, too. So it's like more monochromatic. Zero, zero creativity on this field, uniforms-wise. Okay, Very ready? bothersome. Don't love black baseball uniforms. I don't love them. Um, they, it's, they're hard to look, to look good. I mean, that's really what it comes down to. Again, because the umpires were black. And so it's like, it just doesn't. They always look dirty. Often. Vanderbilt yeah. has some decent ones, but these are just. These... The Vanderbilt pennies that are black are yeah. okay. Those are okay. They're, yeah. But they're just okay. Tennessee has some black ones, too. Yeah, no. no. Tennessee needs to be orange, white, or gray. Correct. We, we, this is not complicated. Not what are all. your school's colors? Trust me. You get those two colors and gray. <laughs> That's it. That's it. That's all you got to do. This is not super not hard. hard. It's not hard at it all. It is not super hard. Uh, Eric Bieniemy already getting a little pushback from <sighs> some of his players in Washington. He, of course, is the new OC there after yep. spending the last few years. Uh, on Andy Reid's staff in Kansas City, that Ron Rivera had a group of his players come to him and say, what's up with this dude? <laughs> he <laughs> is the kind of guy that I remember, was it Shady McCoy who got on whatever show and said, that dude doesn't know how to coach. All he does is yell. And I was like, oh, dear. That is a very, very bad thing to have somebody say about you when you've been in the league that long mm-hmm. and you have not got a head coaching job. Of course, there are reasons that don't have anything to do with that that we presume are inherent, but we're starting to learn a little bit more why now Eric Bieniemy's never been a head coach in the I, NFL. I think that's it. And, and here's the thing. You can be an assistant and be animated, shall yeah. we say. That's fine. 
but to be the guy in charge and all you do is scream, it doesn't work. Doesn't work. work. And it Not re- in 2023. And it really doesn't work when you're dealing with other pros. Grown men. Right? If yeah. you are a guy in college and you can be a screaming and yelling and do it my way or else kind of thing, and even that's starting to change. And it's also different leave. in college because head coaches aren't as hands-on with their players as position coaches are. It's a little different. It, yeah. It was telling. that yeah. When I saw that, and it was in the same part, and I understand that there are also extenuating circumstances, sure. but if – He's in a new place for the first time in a while, and there's not Andy Reid to maybe temper some of that stuff. And Andy Reid clearly was heavily involved. Or at least a good cop, bad cop it. And you had Patrick Mahomes, so everybody's like, look – and I'm sure that's part of the, the rub, too. It's like, dude, you understand that you guys didn't win all those games because you scream a lot. Right. It's because you have number 15. You have an A-plus talent <laughs> yeah, in your you backfield. You yeah. guy back right. there. I, I, yelling at pros almost never It just works. doesn't work. Not these days, man. Jack, starring Robin Williams, was released in 1996. And Emily, you're going to have to help me with that one. I do not remember the movie Jack. What is that movie? <laughs> I don't know either. Oh, let's make it Tyler three for three. Yeah. Cannot remember. Tyler, tell <laughs> what, us what, about what, Jack. What movie is Jack with Robin Williams? Yeah, he's, oh, he's, he's very an animated man. about now. He's an older man with the mentality of a child. Yeah. Tyler's yeah. got his hands out as if we're supposed to, as if this is a similar you know moment in, movie? in America. You know who's a teacher in that movie? Jennifer Lopez. Oh, really? Yeah, okay. Well, maybe I should this, check I've it out. never I mean I've remembered this movie to some degree, but like not really. Okay, most valuable sports franchise in this country. Not a huge surprise that it's the Dallas Cowboys yeah. at the top of the list at a little more than 9 billion. Okay. 9.2 billion. Does it surprise you that the second most valuable franchise in all and we're talking Football, basketball, baseball, across the board, uh-huh. right? The second most valuable franchise in all of American sports are the Golden State Warriors. and, and Number one, an NBA team. I'll bet that has to do a lot with the new building, and that actually doesn't surprise me a lot. It because, doesn't? No, because, well, it's also where they're located. Like, And that might be an overinflated value because they're in San Francisco, and mm-hmm. that's kind of how things like that go. But that doesn't surprise me a ton because they've also become – I mean, they lead the league in like you know they've led the league in attendance and viewership for a while now. You know what I mean? And it's it's not been as long as people as it's not been that long, but it's been long enough. Like they are the preeminent NBA brand right I, now. So you went exactly where I was hoping you were going to go. Yeah. Okay. Because I want to read. I'm just going to what's this? Well, this is about ten teams. I'm just going to rip through them. There are a couple of out outliers is the wrong word, but there's sure. a couple that are different than the rest. Right. Here it is in descending order from most to less valuable. Okay. Top ten. Dallas Cowboys. The Warriors, the New York Yankees, the New York Giants, the Los Angeles Rams, the New England Patriots, the New York Knicks, the Los Angeles Lakers, the San Francisco 49ers, and the New York Jets. I would honestly say that the Lakers are a bit of an outlier on that list because, like, I think that, I I mean, hmm, that's interesting. Okay, so the Niners, you've got four New York teams and five California teams, right? and then you've got the New England Patriots and the Dallas Cowboys in there. The Patriots it, is also a little bit surprising. Like that—that's probably the biggest outlier it, there. It, it, but to my point is, you look at all these teams. It's LA, and New York, and and some Bay Area teams. Right. Okay. These are the teams that are most valuable for all the reasons you're talking about: real estate, the television buildings, markets, and yeah, all, exactly. all of these things. Okay. Where are the Clippers? Where are the Chargers? That if this is just strictly because look, the Jets stink. This yeah. isn't a good team. The Knicks stink. This is not a we're good and we play in a big city. Yeah. This is we play in a big city. Where are those, those other teams, teams have those teams? Well, I guess the only teams, the Clippers and Chargers are both teams that have moved though. So that true. That is an element there. Clippers the, have the, been here nearly fifty years. Right. But the, the Patriots is really surprising to me. Why? Because they don't have some building that anybody cares about. Typically, these no. lists involve buildings that people are really like obsessed with, or like they really you know have have a value that is well beyond the team. That's a large part of why the Cowboys are number one because Jerryville or whatever that place is called and the is Cowboys such a big spot. Have been popular, not good, but popular and polarizing, quite frankly, too. Right for. But I mean, in terms of years. actual value, you know what I'm saying? The, where you play is, is part of those lists like that. It's and so, all of the lists. And so, I like, mean, you look at it, there's not, first of all, there's not one from anything other than a big city. Right. But I'm saying the actual edifice, and I don't think of the Patriots as like a place where I'm like, oh yeah, we're going to Foxborough. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like that's, that's a very, that's an odd person. To be, the Lakers to be check in at $6.44 billion. I would have gotten this one wrong. If you would have told me which team is worth more, the Lakers or the Rams, I would have guessed the Lakers. I probably would have guessed the Lakers. Um, but again, that's... No, else isn't on that list. 
Who? The Dodgers. The Dodgers are not on that list. I would have put. The, that's what I was going to say. The Dodgers. I would have struck as way higher than the Lakers. If I'm being honest, you know what I'm saying. Just because of well, for various reasons. But that's that's that is a surprise. That's an upset for me. There's only one baseball team on the list, and it's the Yankees. I guess maybe it's more of a baseball thing. But probably you look. I mean, what did the Dodgers go for when the Guggenheim you would know? Group you would know better. Than it was I. north of two or right. It was right around two. But wasn't I the say. asking price much higher than what they got? I don't remember it being like that. Okay. It could be. I'm not saying you're wrong. I, just I remember. remember. I remember that was two billion. Was, two okay. billion, yeah. Which the Clippers went for two billion. So maybe it's just a baseball thing, and the Yankees are are way They're, outside. Yeah, of the this. Yankees have a big advantage on a lot of other teams in that regard. They also okay. You're the right person to talk to about this. Did you love, like, don't care, hate Aaron Boone's mock of Last Diaz the other well, day? Okay, so Aaron Boone is this close to. And listen, I know Booney, so I'm not like talking out of school here. I don't know how much longer Aaron wants to be doing that job. I get you think the, he's I, I, forcing I, everybody's there, hand. There's an element of Booney is just kind of playing out the string here that <laughs> does not surprise. I mean, that was did you see that live? I did not live. No, I turned on that game right when that happened. I was like, "What is this man doing? Like, this is ridiculous." Like, I mean, it's funny in a certain context. You know if I was a Yankees was? fan, I would hate it. It was it was weird because Laz Diaz is a terrible umpire, garbage umpire. He's a Bad umpire. Yeah. And I saw the numbers today. He missed 19 calls in one game. That's and, unacceptable. And you, right. And you know that I'm not a big stickler for like all of these K-Zone type of things, but yeah. that dude is awful. He's and terrible. the numbers the back was, it up. Though, the problem was, though, the pitch that made Boone go bananas was a strike. He, he got, so that was the thing, is that the guys on Yes Network, they said, this one Booney got wrong. <laughs> like, yeah. like The rest yeah. of the game, Booney was right. But, all right, so take all of that stuff and set it aside for a second did you like him mocking oh yeah life? that was, was hilarious amazing. like i mean it was amazing again i don't think that boone doesn't have a place in baseball i just don't think that managing the new york yankees is necessarily the best output we're getting so, so you know Aaron him a little boone. bit well so he worked at espn for a while right and so a lot of the people that i work with on the baseball side obviously know him and i've been in the same yeah. spaces with him a lot him okay. and, yeah i want to know if he can do the umpires the way he can do the batting stance. so this is what i was saying i was like this is the kind of thing you need a guy on tv doing who's yeah. not in the middle of a baseball right. game because you know. his ability to imitate is second to none yeah it's spot on and i didn't think he had umpire imitations in him and Laz diaz's ring up is not great it's, it's not a great one so <laughs> it's, it's fun. that's great. a deep cut and then he clearly you have rehearsed that you know it, it was, was great quite fun. it was great johnny i in the house let's do a little super cross talk Woo, 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 woo. John so, Ireland's here. Where's Beto? Is he in the house? Yeah, he's here. Yeah, he's, just avoiding, he's avoiding all he Taylor a, Swift talk is okay. what he's doing. He That's was, a fact. Yeah, that is a fact. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he is. Uh, he got the call late. You know, Mason is famous for just deciding at 10 o'clock in the morning that he doesn't want to work. So this, is what, we wanted so to, this is what we wanted to speculate on. Yeah. I want to do Are that we presuming so that he over-swifted? Is that the reason? He was here yesterday. But, but I'm saying a delayed effect. Is that what's Ber- going on? Bergman and I thought yesterday there was there no way he was showing up because, the day after the show right we just had zero chance right and so then we we told him that and he, he said oh no there was never a doubt and i think we bergman and i are potentially to blame here because we we you presented it no we presented it seed. that way and he went oh yeah <laughs> i didn't take a day off okay now i'll take it today so we're lucky that better answer so it's the basically phone. the same difference i i, yeah. I have to be so wildly banged up not to come i've never met anybody ever and i've been in media for 30 plus years that calls in sick dav except mason this is like the fifth time he said it. and he goes well i don't understand what i'm not feeling i'm good. not I feeling well in. i want to have that gear. i've done i've done shows literally i once did a game to say i had no voice I brought Trudell in. I know you missed one for COVID, right? Yeah, I missed a few for COVID. Yeah. um, Yeah, I I have to. I'm like you, Trav. I have to be. I I once did a show with Tony Bruno. Chris is here today. Morales, he's friends with Tony. Where Tony had had gallstones and was on the corner, like during the breaks, was in the corner, curled up like a ball, like Jerry West on winning time. (laughs) That's that's a bit much for me. And and he would then, then they'd say 30 seconds and he would crawl back up. 
get to the microphone, work it through it, and do it. And he made it through the whole show. And yeah. I went, wow. And then he took the next day off. But Mason's just like, oh. Right. Mace, Mace would not be breaking any of Cal Ripken's records. No, he is the opposite. They're the Iron Man. Right. Yeah, Mace is the opposite. The exact yeah. opposite. What's yeah, the opposite funny. Iron Hey, Beto, what's, what's up, up, man? How you doing? You were looking very bright and festive today. I uh, Always, In man. his Sunday swag. It's a beautiful Sunday. It's a good look. Beautiful Sunday swagger. It's hot outside. It's a little drizzle. Did you hit the links this morning? Is it still raining outside? It's starting to it's drizzle a little bit. Really? Yeah. Which is very much yeah. needed, by the way. Uh, no, I was actually at the gym when Bergman texted me. Oh, <laughs> and, uh, this morning? Yeah. Uh, about 10.40, maybe, something like that. 10.40? Yeah. Well, That's a close turnaround time. Well, and- Again, what are you gonna do? Yeah, yeah but like Mason's got this work blind spot where he thinks calling in sick day of is. <laughs> so that means I can okay. call. I can call in at seven thirty. No, 7... you can't. <laughs> no, 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 you no, can no, only no. have one guy yeah. at the station. Yeah. Right, exactly. Or, oh, otherwise, it's chaos. Sweet. We used to work with this guy who was a stand-up comedian named Chuck Booms, and he would take every Friday off. And I said one well, day, like scheduled off or just not show up. That's what I thought. <laughs> and I said, I said, so that's pretty cool that you got Fridays off in your deal, huh? He goes. Oh, I don't have Fridays off my deal. I just take Wait, Kylie Booms guy? Yeah. He goes, I just take them. And I went, no repercussions? He goes, not so far. <laughs> <laughs> let, let me let me fix that. It was 9.55 when Bergman texted me. It was 10.40 when I realized, oh, damn. Because like, I had just taken you the gotta, pre-workout. You, you so, got to answer the bell. Well, I finished yeah. the workout because I took the pre-workout. There's no way I'm leaving the gym all wired up on that stuff. Right. So, yeah. So, you're, wait, you're, now, what do you take? Uh, it's called Mesomorph, which is a... It's a just, is it a drink? Is liquid? it the caffeine it, one or it's like a, the, it's the powder? Acid it's one. the powder you put in the put drink. In water. Uh, you put in your water. And do it you dry you. eat it? I've heard. I've seen I, people doing that. That no, looks insane. Yeah, to I don't me. do that. I just put it in. I was like, so I'm, the body was tingling. And I'm like, well. So I'm, what I'm happens there? The body tingles and you just then you go raw. You go pump. Yeah, you yeah, go. Yeah. So I, I listened to a podcast that when Kevin Costner filmed for the Love of the Game, yeah. where he was the that old man pitcher. Yeah. That Billy Chapel. Yeah, that for, nice. as Billy Chapel, he had to throw probably 200 pitches to get to for the movie. Yeah, and so the Yankee trainer happened to be around, and he goes, "Well, I can give you some stuff that'll get you through it, but it's going to make you into an a hole." <laughs> Costner goes, "I think I need it," and I wonder if that's what they gave. It pretty him. much, it doesn't make you yeah. a hole. What it does, it just gets you fired. It's like it's just a bunch of caffeine, and you're going, and you got to you got to sweat it out. So that would freak good. me out. Yeah. Nah, it's great. You'll love it. Uh, but it's also like. When you know you've been around baseball clubhouses, you're like, damn, why are these guys drinking coffee at five o'clock? And you're like, oh, oh yeah, there's the two pots of coffee. There's the two That's pots of coffee. There's the pot right. of coffee that the one is with coffee. The red handle, yeah. and then right. there's the pot of coffee with the stuff. Yeah, yeah. So That's, That's why, why I don't even drink regular coffee because that stuff gets me too amped up. When I go down to Mexico to like hang on the bullpen, and you see uh, these guys are drinking their coffee. And you're like, oh, that's what, that, tiene los greenies. Los greenies, they call it. They <laughs> los greenies? Right. We're not even getting a verde no, in there? No, 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 no. Los greenies. Because you have a bunch of Americans. Like, hey, they don't drink test in Mexico. So yeah. You can do whatever you want. So I've been doing this long enough where I, I'm assuming now they hide it. But when I first started covering sports in hockey NHL locker rooms, they had bowls of Sudafed. Yeah, yeah. Sitting Whoa. on the sitting well, on the, the table. NHL is notoriously loose for their drug testing policy. It, with right. amphetamines in, in particular, right? Wait, well, Sudafed is not that like for your, when you're sick. It, what do you it, it clears it, your sinuses it's and pops you up. It's yeah. Oh, it does it? Yeah, it's what they make speed I don't take, out of. I don't take right. medicine. That's why I went. Yeah. No, Sudafed is the main ingredient in meth. No, it's why it's why yeah. it's locked it's why up you, behind. It's why it's locked up in the pharmacy. And why you have to give them your driver's license when you buy it. Yeah. What? A buddy of mine's buddy of mine in college. His dad went to prison for robbing a convenience store of all of their Sudafed. It like ruined his Whoa. life. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's a real thing. But in yeah. the old days, the NHL didn't even try and hide it. No. They, Old-time hockey, a... like Eddie Shore. Well, yeah. <laughs> there, there was a... Most underrated sports movie of all time. It's back on Netflix. I was watching it the other day. Which uh, one? Slapshot. Slapshot oh, yeah, yeah. with Paul yeah, Newman. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I mean, it, it just... Uh, I, first movie I can ever remember literally falling out of my chair laughing in a theater. Yeah, and then I'm watching it the other night. Like, Paul Newman's supposed to be in his late 30s, right? Player, coach. He looks like he's his 50s. Yeah. Like the the Hanson brothers, they said they're eighteen. He looked like the owner of the team, not the star yeah. player. It, yeah, <laughs> yes, it, it, exactly. It, it, I didn't know it was written by Nancy O'Dowd. Was no a, kidding. Yes, oh, I didn't know that so either. So I, I, I'm one of those. I go down the deep dive. I just Google everything. It's also one in the morning. So uh, Nancy O'Dowd wrote still it. Still wait for that pre-workout. Yeah, to wear. I was going to say, yeah, yeah pre <laughs> still <laughs> out pumping through your veins. It's, right. a, it's also from a lot of the wine. You know? <laughs> yeah. But her brother was playing in uh, that league in uh, in Jamestown, New York, or Ohio, where it was. Yeah, yeah. And so she went and hung out with her brother and was like. There's a movie here. There's a script here, and that's what. So it's all loosely based on that. 
there was a a time when, like you were saying, John, where there were just bowlfuls of whatever it is you wanted, the two coffee pots in the big league clubhouse. And it was, if you didn't hit the bowl, you were looked at as a bad team. Yeah. Yeah. Playing naked. If if you, yeah, that's it. You're playing naked. You're going out there without it. Yeah. There's there's no way that's still happening, right? I think it's happening, but not. It's they're a not different type of thing. On the table. Yeah, guys are doing it. But right. I think the lifestyle the has changed so much, right? Because before, guys would Trav, go play, well, they tear it up, and then they go out that night. They they're come not in. going out as much anymore. That's what I'm saying. I don't yeah. think you need to get up as much as you need to because well, yeah. you're not because getting you're, as you're down as you once down. were. Yeah, exactly. no, that's true. But also, Trav, think about it. You're at seven o'clock at night. You're you're tired. It's also a different thing positionally. I think in a lot of different cases, you know what I'm saying. What pitchers are doing is different than what hitters are doing. I think that it has been refined. To the point where guys are doing different things, they're not all doing the same. They're job. still taking something. Which sandwich did you get? Because um, I haven't eaten yet. Speaking so of, I, I, I got the Barry Bonds. Them. It's delicious. I, yeah, I'm sure it's a coincidence, but Jorge handed me the Jim Rome. <laughs> no, uh, no, I don't think that is a coincidence. I think Wait. nobody would, uh, nobody would take that. Before so I you went had a the other day for it. the first time. There's one by the house. I never looked at it, but um, I got Reading Rainbow. What's that, Lavar Burton and Paul? Take Rubin. a look. It's, it's in a, a book. book. Paul, Ru- reading Paul Rubin could be an homage. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, he just passed. Yeah, I just grabbed two that were back there. And it is a Rubin, just for the record. It is definitely yeah. There you go. It, it should be. It's pastrami, okay. <laughs> so we were out at Rams camp yesterday, and we didn't- we Last didn't day of camp, right? La- last day of camp, and it was- We didn't talk about Rams camp today, really. We, we, we didn't. It was- I've been uh, every Rams camp since they've come back to LA. I've been out there, and the vibe has always been very specific. Whether it's hey, we're getting started here. Whether it's the new coach, this is the first year where it's kind of been all over the map. Generalized, it's just yeah. depending on who you talk of, you could find really naked optimism, and then hey, look, we're we're in a position where yeah. this is going to take some time to get out. How good do you think that team is going to be? Not very. Okay. Not very. Right. I, I don't think they're going to be dreadful. Right. But I think I, I think that they're Vegas, not getting Caleb. They're, no, not they're, not, they're not. They're not bad, bad enough. enough. Well, do no, you think? Do you think exactly. the Chargers are a better team? Oh, oh yeah. yeah okay. No, okay. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, well, do you think they will do better? Is what I'm saying. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, see, okay, but here's those the are two separate that. questions. Because that you know, expectations the, are expectations, the, and the Chargers are the Chargers. The NFC is bad. The yeah. AFC is not. Right. The NFC West is not particularly good. The AFC West is tremendous. Is that's what I mean? So that could that could factor into a little. Did you talk to that receiver yesterday? Puka Nakua. Yeah. Dude, never stop smiling. We had him on for 10 Good or 15 kid. minutes. Wait, where did he go to school? BYU. Started at Washington. I thought, he, was, I thought he started BYU. at Washington. Yeah, yeah okay. Yeah, he started he, there. He, he had both of them. Yeah, he's a good Polynesian kid, man. Big Pookie. kid, they said. Pookie. Huge. Yeah. Huge. Had, what did he say? We talking size 14, 15 feet. Yeah. Just Six, a three-ish? huge guy. Wow. Yeah. Uh, wow. About that. So Pookie is an appropriate nickname for a huge dude like that. Yeah. Well, and then we had we had Stetson Bennett a couple of days before that on Sunday afternoon. Little guy. Dude. Is he is he a lock to be the backup QB? Yeah, I think is there so. any competition? Mark, there? not Mark Rippin, uh, Brett, Brett Rippin. Rippin. Brett Rippin. Yeah. He's the third the guy, one. no matter what. That's yeah. what he does. But st- like John, you've been around. You you've covered a league forever where size is everything. Yeah. Right? It's the NBA. Occasionally, there are small guys that sur- survive, and even more occasionally thrive. Yeah. But not very often. That if it's a sport for big people, football, basketball. Those little guys, you're asking a lot of those. Well, dudes. particularly quarterbacks, there've been very few elite short quarterbacks. Like Drew Brees comes to mind, but he's not necessarily. He's like six feet tall. Russell yeah. Wilson. He's just yeah. Russell. Wilson. But those are guys are still like. Seth Smith is my size of a human being. Like you know what I mean. Like I see that guy at a party, you're like, okay, that's not well, a that, football player. That's the thing. Probably the same age too. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's not just that he's not tall. He's really thin. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. Oh. He's yeah. really, really. That's what I mean. Big. He just looks like a regular dude. You know, it's it's interesting. Do you guys care that Caleb Williams could be only the second person ever to get two Heisman trophies? Because I'm, I think it's fascinating. I really think it's an interesting story, and I think I'm the only one. I'm, I'm actually surprised that nobody's done it since Archie Griffin. You know, Tebow had a chance, Matt Leinart had a chance, um, and and nobody's been able to pull that off. I. I would pick Caleb. I, I would almost take him against the field. You Thank would? you, John. I, I asked them good. that question, and everybody took the, the field. And I said, if USC kind of wants to make this a thing, I won't be mad at that. If they want to look at their schedule, if they want to go full it. campaign and game plan to try to make this happen for the sake of history, I would love that. I think that would be just as good of a storyline as anything He'd else. Have this to season. be so extraordinarily terrific that. What he did last year, I think he only threw three or four interceptions. He, he was amazing last year, and he right. ran away with it. He's going to have to be better than that, yeah. which is less less likely. And just pointed I, out that the schedule is sort of backloaded, which is good for the campaign. You get your numbers early, and by the time you start beating people that Especially matter, if you come in your 7-8-0 and, and things like that's that. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. You know what I mean? This, this could happen, and it could be very fun.
and, and also he has his own bobblehead at Dodgers game. With, like, with he's the with modern the Dodgers hat on. Yeah, he's yeah. the modern college athlete right now. Where they market you, the person, but no school ties at all. Yeah. And he's made so much. He's a millionaire. Wait, doesn't he have an he SC jersey be. on in the bobblehead and a Dodgers hat? No. no. LeBron's got a Dodger basketball jersey on and a crown in his, but there's Dodger logos on it. I thought, okay, all right. Has that ever happened before? Where the, the, the Laker, a Laker player has had a Dodger bobblehead? No, no and I don't think the Caleb Williams thing has ever happened before. No, I think never. all Dodger bobbleheads have been Dodgers, been Dodgers related. Yeah. Great great marketing yeah. for them. Hey, Quarterly in Idaho, don't you have a house up there? Yep, I, I've been watching them. They're in trouble now, though. There's a, there's two men on for Alaska. and uh, But, yeah, Coeur has got a chance to advance here. I don't. Do you guys remember this early? He does have a USC jersey on in it. Yeah, sorry. Oh, does? Go ahead. Yeah, he does. This early in the... In the world, in the uh, Little League World Series, have the when did they start televising? Long time the ago. Good 10, 15 years, years ago. They used to show just a championship like, there's game. There's nobody there. The yeah, they, they, in San Bernardino. There's no fans. But they, that's great content. They, they started showing. They started showing Ireland the entirety of the regionals recently, like yeah, the last okay. ten years or so. But they like Ben was right. They used to show like the final game so that you could get the going to re, going to Williamsport. All right, game. I want to put these two things together. I want to talk about Caleb Williams in the Little League that you just brought up. Okay. Why are we? Why are these guys not getting a taste? It's it's for the kids. No, but no, it's on TV. They're selling Every, ads. Everybody's volunteering. So too. they're selling ads. Yep. They're they're it's they're it's selling on TV. ads. Yep. And and I'm not saying you got to make them rich, but put it aside, put it into a fund, I, put it. What's that? Five twenty nine that we all. Sell I don't. Kids. Just I don't disagree out. with you. <laughs> yeah, see, you know what I'm talking about, Beto. I don't put, disagree. with Put you. a little bit. In, I'm not saying you got to make these kids millionaires. Yeah, or but give it to the league so that they some, can give something. it to the league. Give them some better uniforms. Something. I mean, what like, am I missing? with the black pinstripe. That's solid. Though. Yeah, but that no black uniform. Black pinstripe strong. It's all right. It's the OC. You guys don't do that. Yeah, but when the uh, other you, team is also like wearing black, pants. it doesn't well, look yeah. great. I was going to say, somebody didn't get a memo. Yeah, because, I was going to say, uh, that. I, was, I, I talked about this before you got in here. I was like, the one team's wearing black, the other team's wearing black, the umpire's wearing black. What are we looking at? I've seen oh. that happen at the NBA level. Like, those guys are pretty thorough in, in what you're supposed to wear. And mm-hmm. I watched one game where, like, the Kings, it was a preseason game one year, and the Kings and the Lakers both came out in purple jerseys. No. <laughs> whoa, whoa. Went, that, okay. that How was that for you? Somebody screwed that right. up. What that had to be a monster for you. What? No, I was fine. You're all right. You know, I've been doing it. He forever. only said the Laker players. But, but when there's yeah. when everybody's <laughs> easy, in the paint or something, that's got to be a little yeah, hard to find. Well, basketball, you can easier. tell a little bit. Like, yeah. That's LeBron. LeBron passes it to a teammate. I meant to ask you this yesterday. <laughs> what where, what do you what's your take on Kevin Brown with the Orioles? Um, I'm surprised the Orioles are this stupid. Really? Um, really? You are? I am. Angelos? They've been the dumbest. I mean, the Angeloses are known for this. I'm surprised that most people did not know how completely I think knew ridiculous dumb, that family was. Literally. Said nothing, even remotely negative. Again. Well, all the stuff that came out that you can't bring up Manny Machado's name for yeah. a while. They you don't want him talking. Jones. They don't again. want him talking about the past. The Washington so. Nationals were not on television for two calendar baseball seasons because of a fight with the elder Angelos about the rights okay, to be able to watch the team. They are that as petty as it gets. Idea. I'm not saying they're not there petty. Is, I understand an argument over television rights because we're arguing about money. This isn't has anything to do with anything other than. You don't want to hear um, – it's not even negative. You don't want to hear a statistic about your team? Like father, like son. I think Chip Carey today in uh, his broadcast came out and said, oh, our, this team is now 275. Yeah, they, they, people are clowning them all over they the place. They are undefeated. Right. They never I, lost to the – Well, that's the thing. Everybody kind of lined up to oh, yeah. say this is garbage. Of course. Everybody. But uh, rich guys don't care. You know, they, they Billionaires really, don't care. I mean, yeah. you know this from working for Artie Moreno. This is something I could see the Angels doing. You know, like sacking an announcer because he wasn't. They did do what that. Do you am mean, I they, wrong? They, they, did they, they not they, can a beat writer because he said something him. on they, a they radio station? Cut off access to him having to players because his line of questioning was too negative. Like things like, "Why did you lose tonight?" Yeah, <laughs> That's I mean, so it's rich guys that don't have. I mean, if there's nobody to check them, and I think this is your point, Clinton, about yeah. John mm-hmm. Angelos. There's nobody over him that can tell him no or tell him what to do. So guys, he learned like, all that from the guy who guys t- like that turn into Joffrey Baratheon. You know, exactly. they just like do whatever they want. And again, his dad was just like that. So nobody surprised. Well, they did this guys. to John Miller. You yeah, know, it was like arguably and Gary like the, Thorne and Gary Thorne. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I mean, yeah. this is not a surprise. I, I doubt that that Kevin Brown will be there. In two he's years. back Friday. No, yeah. but in two years, Long you think term. he's still there? Oh no, I would. I, no, well, once I, you get an opportunity to leave, don't you leave? Yeah, if those yeah are the, for sure. The yeah. So you'd leave even if that under? didn't happen. I mean, they're the Orioles. Like yeah. you know what I'm saying? There are bigger <laughs> markets. They're you know? finally good, and now we're talking about them in Crap a negative in the bed. way. I know. It's awful. And they figured a way to screw it up. Absolutely. Super Crosstalk is brought to you by In and Out Burger. In and Out. That's what a hamburger's all about. We'll see you tomorrow.